Darkness rules the earth. America is in financial ruin. Europe and Asia are on the brink of self-annihilation. Chaos reigns. But like I've always said, there is opportunity in chaos. And so, my brothers, I give you the skull of Tuganda. This skull is one of three. When all three skulls are united, they will produce a force more powerful than any army on Earth. But you, you've only got the one. Legend has it that if the skulls are separated, two of the skulls will point the way to the third. Like I said, you only got the Raymond, one. Raymond, Ray, Ray, I know the location of the second skull, okay? Chris Gauzer here with Matt Howell. On this episode of The First Run, Matt and I are going to discuss The Flash, a film just, what, overflowing a little bit, Matt, with controversy due to the off-screen, and I'm underselling this by saying antics, of one Ezra Miller. Uh, at one point, they were even going to re-release this film. Well, according to the studio execs of Warner Brothers, the answer was always yes. So uh, some of the big folks over there say this is one of the greatest superhero films ever made. Supposedly the the capper to the Snyderverse. Though we do still have, what, Aquaman and something else coming up, Blue Beetle. But we'll see how that all kind of ties in. So, yeah, The Flash, one of my favorites. So we'll we'll talk about that. And then we'll spend a few minutes talking about the big releases on physical media, featuring your streaming and straight-to-DVD picks of the week. And as I guess this is supposed to be a soft reset, reboot of the DC Entertainment Universe or whatever, I don't know. Matt and I are going to rank officially for the show all the Snyderverse films. You'll be able to go over to our Letterboxd and you'll find the official ranking once this is all said and done, which I'm sure will be entirely painless and smooth. Let's start everything off, though, with a clip from The Flash. There's a guy called Superman who can stop Zod. Yeah, yeah. And flies? Shoots lasers out of his eyes. Yes, he flies and he shoots lasers out of his eyes, yes. No one said Superman. That might be a little on the nose. You call yourself Batman. Yeah. I don't call myself Super Batman. (laughs) Wait, he's Batman? What did you think we were doing here? I thought this was the, the cousin's dinner. He's Bruce Wayne is Batman? Not really, not so much anymore. You know, they don't really need me. Things have changed. Gotham's now one of the safest cities in the world. Well, I, I need you. We need you. In my timeline, Batman's our strategist, our, our leader. The world needs Superman. You're the best detective in the world. You're probably the only person who can help me find him. So will you help us? Pass. Pass. Matt. Sorry about the tough edit on that clip. I couldn't find anything that basically wasn't a trailer mm. uh, or that wasn't like 15 seconds long, which right. you know, was really kind of hard to figure out the context audibly. So there you go. Matt, The Flash, what's it all about? So Barry Allen is The Flash. He runs around a lot super fast. And he one time when he's running super fast, he determines that he can actually travel through time if he runs fast enough. And then he decides, you know what? I'm going to go back and try and save my parents, save my mother from being killed, save my father from being wrongly accused. And he does that. And despite the fact that he says he's seen 
things like the Terminator and Back to the Future doesn't think through the consequences and boy, oh boy, are there consequences. Yeah. So I guess it's supposed to be a loose adaptation of Flashpoint, which is what he does in that comic run where he actually goes back and saves his his mom and then mm-hmm. everything that kind of changes because of that realizing he's not realizing that he is like the linchpin of a lot of the stuff that ends up unfolding in the DCU. So let's start with what's good. All right, Matt. <laughs> It's great to see my favorite superhero get his own film. Mm. Though I'm more of a uh, Mark Wade, Jeff Johns, Wally West era guy. Okay. I love like the return of Barry Allen, uh, Terminal Velocity. Uh, a lot of the stuff that Johns took over, did with the Rogues Gallery. Uh, just really fun stuff there. So I'm not, I've never been a huge Barry Allen guy. And in fact, I think the resurrection of Barry Allen in the DC Comics is just was a horrible mistake because he, mm-hmm. he was the one guy that was supposed to stay stay dead where his sacrifice actually meant something. But right. whatever, that's an entirely different thing. I think that at two and a half hours, I think the pacing is brisk. I didn't feel that it was over long at any point. I felt that that, that was fine. I think Ben Affleck gets his due, I think, finally mm-hmm. as Batman and does a good job. And I was very excited to see the blue and gray suit. That was kind of fun to see. We get the return of Michael Keaton as Batman as well, which is possibly one of the high water marks of the entire film. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed the introduction of Kara Zorel as well. I think finally seeing her, not finally, but seeing her in the film was a lot of fun. I think she does a fine job having Supergirl in the movie. Fun, great, good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed the Dark Flash until a point. And I'll say, I think Ezra Miller as Barry Allen as a Flash, playing dual roles, playing a duplicate version of himself, an alternate timeline version of himself, I think mostly pulls it off. Okay. And then finally, seeing that legendary Kevin Smith Superman scene <laughs> on the big screen, sort of, yeah. you know the one, Yeah. was uh, kind of cool to see. Yeah. What are your thoughts on what's good? On what's good? So I think overall it's it's a relatively enjoyable film. I mean it's got flaws and we'll get there, but it is I think in the kind of low bar that the DCEU has set for itself, it's probably on the you know on the good side of the of those films. Um I enjoyed Ezra Miller, for the most part, I liked his more serious older Barry than I liked younger um, G. Wizberry. I didn't think that was quite as... It started to get a little grating for me at points. Michael Keaton as Batman was a lot of fun. I thought uh, Sasha Kale as uh, Supergirl was pretty good. And the action scenes, for the most part, are, are, are fun to watch. And... I think that's about that's about as far as I can go with it. I think it's overall pretty good, but I wouldn't even say the fact that they, people are saying it's the best superhero film ever is some gigantic hyperbole. It's a preposterous statement. Mm. I listen. The Flash, I love the Flash. So happy to see him on the big screen, but the film has problems. Mm-hmm. I don't. First off, I don't know if we want to talk box office, but this did not do well no. at all. And I don't know if it's superhero fatigue, if it's just a lack of interest in the Flash as a character. Though the Marvel Marvel can make a f- success out of Shang Chi, mm-hmm. so I 
but still, uh, or even the Guardians of the Galaxy, which mm-hmm. is a basically unknown property in the general public, right? right. The Flash at least has been a, had a TV show that's run for nine years on the CW mm-hmm. that just ended, just ended. Mm-hmm. So the bad, I don't know if Ezra Miller is a lead. I don't know if part of the off-screen issues he's had mm-hmm. is part of that. I don't know if he can carry a film as a as a as a lead. I don't know, meaning that I don't think he's a draw. Right. I don't know if people look at him. Oh, correct. It's it's the new Ezra Miller movie type of a thing, right? Mm-hmm. I, I just don't know if that's a thing. The baby shower was. <laughs> I I struggled with because I thought it was at times funny, but then wholly like not appropriate or mm-hmm. weird or mm-hmm. it just felt the whole thing felt off to me mm-hmm. what are your thoughts did the baby shower stick out to you at all well the thing that stuck about about the baby shower and even throughout the rest of the film is the the cgi in this is absolutely atrocious like it is it is like early oh, 2000s to say about that yeah. early 2000s <laughs> level bad i mean this thing makes quantum mania look like avatar like it is unbelievably bad and i there's just no excuse for it but yeah i mean i think the baby shower in particular trying to be zany and parts of it were funny but you know you're also trying to save a bunch of babies so it was kind of weird that it was trying to be so funny about it um it had this it's it's one of those things that it just had the humor that they're trying to inject into it doesn't it, it misses more than it hits and when it misses, it really misses. And that's just an example of it. I think, too, like in a cartoon or in a comic book, I think like the baby shower thing would work. Yeah. But like in a live action film, I don't know if just the the stakes and the threat are escalated a little bit because mm-hmm. it's an actual air quotes life, you know, real life kind of interaction. Sure. I, I don't know. It just the whole thing felt off to me and I can't quite put my finger on why. I think the Dark Flash is entirely too quickly dispatched. Mm-hmm. The results of Barry's actions have terrible consequences that he has to confront for about a minute and a half. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think that, I don't know what that's about. I think the problem is that it has, like it doesn't seem to have a major, Every how do I put this? There isn't like kind of a major conclusion to the film. Mm-hmm. It kind of trips over itself to an ending. It's is it Zod? Well, we spend so much time away from Zod that there's never any really threat. I don't know if it's because we know the threat of Zod because of Man of Steel. Maybe mm-hmm. that's what they're they're pinning their hopes on or our, mm-hmm. our expectations on. But it never it always feels everything is kind of just in the distance all the time without actually being kind of a real threat. And then when the Dark Flash finally emerges, it's so he, he's so quickly taken out that I feel like it's at no point any any real threat. I feel like that's a that's a character you build potentially for future films, mm-hmm. then, you know, mm-hmm. or or even the fact that we never even still find out what happened to Barry's mom. Right? Now I know what happens to Barry's mom and I right. think that story is fantastic and really interesting. But we don't get any buildup of that. We don't get any reveal. Maybe just in the shadows at the end you get a flash or even just at one point, there's like a flash of yellow. Like mm-hmm. at one point, if he's going to do all these changes, of why doesn't he actually hang out and see who killed his mom? Right. And then we get a subtle introduction to that character. And then that you can build a sequel on as well. Well, I mean, but all of that is... All of that smacks with the fact that they were kind of 
assuming they were going to have more sequels or they were going to have more choices. And it turns out they won't. They basically just put this thing out and there's no, there's no need to set up another film because there's not going to be another film with these characters and the way that this thing is set up. It's James Gunn and Peter Safin are, are done with this. So there's no point. So I think I understand it. I mean, I, I guess to a point I wouldn't want them to set up a sequel because that would just, I would just find that frustrating if they were doing that. And there could have been more stuff in there that they put on the cutting room floor. Oh, I'm sure. And supposedly, so in one of the original, the original, original ending is because this is the thing too. This has had like three or four different endings of this mm-hmm. film because of all the, the tumult and everything that's all the turnover at Warner. So originally, Kara and Keaton's Batman survive in the right. timeline. Mm-hmm. And then that leads into Batgirl and that Michael Keaton continues, continues that role. And obviously Batgirl's been canceled and supposedly all traces of it have been destroyed. So uh, that film is never going to come out. So then, and then the next one was, and then the point that was going to set up a crisis on infinite earth sequel for, was gotcha. going to build from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then after that, they decided to keep Henry Cable Superman, right? They had the big announcement that he was coming back, blah, blah, yeah. blah. So then Cable was actually going to make an appearance at the ending of the film. He actually shot it along with a cameo from, of course, since the power, the balance of power has been shifted in the DCU, uh, the rocks, black Adam was going to show up at the end as well, as well as wonder woman. Mm. Now, after all that shook, whenever James Gunn took over and Peter Safran took over, that was it. They canceled, and they rebooted that. So all that stuff's gone now. So then we had the, the, uh, reworked ending with, uh, uh, the one we kind of see today. Yeah. Where I don't, I don't, I, I, won't, I won't spoil the end of it. So, I will say, at least I don't know if you stayed all the way to the credits for the uh, post-credit scene. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, does he eventually get back to his own timeline? Because we do have an Aquaman appearance as well. Right. I feel like he does. Okay. Because I don't. I don't why would you not go back to your own timeline? Well, I guess because. Well, I, I took it in one of two ways. Either a. It's kind of one of these things where, you know, close enough kind of thing. Because, I mean, we've already found that no matter how many times he goes back, it can be really tough to, like, set everything completely right. Mm-hmm. And maybe it was like, okay, I've got 98% of things back to the way they need to be. Um, because the way I think the only way he could set up his own timeline would be to make it so his father stays in prison. So that that's – and I don't think he's going to do that. Well, right, there is that there is that scene where the, everything gets shifted, right? Yeah. At the end, where that doesn't happen now. Mm-hmm. So I guess maybe that's actually I don't know. It's very it's very confusing. I don't quite understand that part of it. So all right, fine. <laughs> I guess it doesn't really matter. So and then fine. Let's talk about the CGI part of it. Yeah. So Machete says that that's on purpose. Because everything is through the warped lens of Barry and the Speed Force. Mm-hmm. So when he's in that Speed Force sphere, when he's able to pop in and out and manipulate events throughout time, I can cut you some slack in the sphere itself. Sure. But that's it. Right. The problem I have, there are scenes, Matt, static scenes, when people are just standing talking to each other. That look horrible. Like a couple of times when they have an Ezra Miller talking to an Ezra Miller, Barry Barry scene, 
it's clearly they're shot in the same scene and they've digitally masked another actor with Ezra Miller's face right. instead of instead of doing some kind of composite thing. And it looks really bad. But the one that really blew my mind is I don't think Michael Shannon is in this film. I think they worked a licensing deal with him mm-hmm. and then they animated him in this entire film. There are so many scenes of him Especially because he always has his oxygen mask thing on, whatever it is, you know, that allows him to breathe on Earth before right. he adjusts at Man of Steel, which doesn't really happen here. That he looks entirely computer rendered, mm-hmm. and I part of me was like, "Is he not even here? Did they just say here, Mike? Here, here's five hundred grand. We're just going to digitally put you in this movie." And he had to record new lines. Yeah, that's it. Just do some ADR, do some voice work. Here's you know, here's a few grand. You don't have to show up. Hmm. I'll send you the scene. You read it over Zoom. We'll capture it, and we're good to go. <laughs> the CGI is that bad. Yeah. And then the cardinal sin for me, I love seeing Cage. I think that was fun. Mm-hmm. A little dodgy, yeah. obviously, the way it looked, but that's what we're dealing with. What are your thoughts? I teased it last week. Uh, you probably figured it out mm. before you saw it. What were your thoughts on... I guess it's it's all over the internet now, right? I guess we can sure. talk about it. Is it that sure. big a spoiler? I mean, you would figure whoever's going to see this has already seen it and <laughs> going to see it for a while. Yeah, so. this is going to plummet, I think. Next yeah. week, it's going gonna, it's gonna, to... Yeah. So, who shows up, Matt? And what were your thoughts about it? Uh, so, as they're splitting through the multiverse, um, you see... What's the original Superman's name from the 40s? Um the guy who, oh George Reeves George Reeves shows up and then they show Christopher Reeve um as mm-hmm. as Superman and then obviously Supergirl shows up as well that version of Supergirl shows the up Helen Slater yep. yeah and um yeah it seemed Adam West too don't forget Adam West is Batman yeah that's true I don't know it seemed a little ghoulish a little bit to me um mm-hmm. but I mean, I knew they were going to do it. If that's the way they're going to do it, they're going to have to put him in there. I wasn't, like, angry about it. I just kind yeah. of rolled my eyes about it. Yeah, I'm not of the uh, Twitterverse. A couple people are quite up in arms about it. Mm-hmm. I was disrespectful. Though Clearly, the family would have signed off on it, I'd imagine. Yeah. I think all that's left is his kid. Because I know his Reeves' wife and his mom passed. I think she had cancer. Okay. I mean, he took about getting a rough hand dealt to Jesus Christ. Yeah. But still, I'm assuming he signed off on it. But unless Warner Brothers has some weird thing where they own Christopher Reeves' likeness as Superman or something Mm -hmm. like that, which could entirely be possible. But, yeah, it it just felt off to me. And I think part of it was more just the CGI rendering just was not good at all. So it just, yeah, I don't... I can't get past it. I, I really thought... People were overreacting online about the CGI, but it is noticeably bad. Like you said, early 2000s bad. And I, it's just bizarre to me. All right, Matt, do we have anything else on this thing? It's, I mean, how do you have, a, there's a scene at the end of the film when Ezra Miller is just standing there waiting for that Bruce Wayne to walk out of the car. And even that looks animated. Yeah. Like there's even scenes that look that, I, I can't wrap my head around it. And, and maybe it, I, then it makes me wonder, was Miller not even there for some of the stuff because of all of his issues he's had? 
did they they just kind of digitally put them in some re, they reshoot some stuff because right. of the new endings right and then miller's just unavailable because he's holding hostage some 15 year old girl <laughs> up in vermont or something <laughs> yeah uh, it's well, so distasteful all and this. this thing isn't helped by the fact that you know it, it came out in the same month of you know a, a what some people are considering one of the best superhero films ever that's also about the multiverse and it's like this is how you do it right and then you show up like two weeks later and then this is just atrocious yeah it's i don't know what to say are you talking about shazam no i'm just kidding no. uh <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> so all right man i sheesh, all right man i'm gonna give listen i sound very down on this film and by the way james gunn what the hell are you talking about? It really makes me nervous. And Machete's been given Brave and the Bold. Right. Machete's been given Batman mm-hmm. for a Guns reboot. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, seems like a bold. Uh, seems like a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see how that works out for him. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. I we'll have to see how that rolls. All right, man. I, I, I listen. I didn't hate it. All right. I think there's enough here to enjoy. I saw it on the Dolby, which I think may have made the special effects even worse. I was actually considering going to see it again today because the IMAX in my area has been entirely refurbished. They have a laser projector now as well. I'm really kind of curious to see how that new IMAX theater has been rebuilt. I'm not going to do that now. Uh, I'm going to give The Flash a C+, which pains me. Yeah. I adore the character so much. Yeah. Weirdly, I think I'm going to be a little nicer to it in the moment i'm gonna give it a b minus but it's a weird b minus where i don't feel like i'll ever i I will never go out of my way to watch this again but there's parts of it especially the opening i think is really good i think ben affleck is really good and this is Batman. And I that scene with the... I know this, they've done that gag a few times now when the lasso of truth gets wrapped around Bruce's hand. He's like, I could just donate all my money to charity. And like, <laughs> this would save... Turn the whole city around. Right. But, it, that, you know, stuff like that. It, it, there's a lot of great little moments, I think. It's 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 good enough. It's fun. And then seeing Michael Keaton as Batman again um, was great. Yeah. Right. I was a little nervous about it. I mean, that cat's 71. Yeah. Uh, so you really have to suspend your disbelief a little bit there, but uh, they do a good job hiding it, and you're you're on board. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. And it's too bad that's probably the last time he's going to do it. So yeah, yeah. Oh well. Well, we got to see it. Yeah. What are your thoughts on the Flash? We'd love to hear it. Shoot us an email at feedback at thefirstrun dot com. I got to tell you, Matt. I don't know how I feel about him having Batman now. They've already announced they're going to introduce Robin too in that film. Yeah. So. I guess is a good. We've had enough super dark, ultra violent Batman. Mm-hmm. So if we have a more PG thirteen, family friendly Batman with Robin, that's fine. You know what? I can watch my dark films whenever I want. Sure. If we're gonna have a more tempered Bruce Wayne Batman who's finding a way to love again, then well, uh, you're gonna have a, another Matt Reeve. Robert Pattinson, Batman in there between before that comes out. So that'll give you your dour that's true. effects. That's very true. All right. That's fine then. That's fine. Matt, coming up on Physical Media <laughs> this upcoming Tuesday, June 27th, getting its release in 4K. I know you're excited. Phase one, 
First you take a run at LaFour's with the sock full of quarters. I'd do it, but I pulled my back out humping your mom last night. Nietzsche. Okay, you clock him on his headpiece and knock his ass out cold. That's when phase two kicks in. I attack the structure, Wolvie Berserk style, knock out the fucking pin, and bickety-bam, the motherfucker is rubble. Hence, no game show. 4K from Arrow, Kevin Smith's second film, Mall Rats. One of my least favorite films in his oeuvre. Uh, but it's getting interest in 4K. I have the Arrow Blu-ray that came out a couple years ago. I hadn't only had it on DVD previously. I will not be upgrading this to 4K. What, where do you come down on Mallrats? I remember not liking it that much in the moment when it came out. I think I've softened on it a little bit. I have it on DVD, so maybe if it gets cheap enough, I'll get it on 4K. Just as being a completist that I am. And they have an Arrow store exclusive, so you buy it directly from Arrow, Matt. They have, the cover is the poster mm-hmm. of the Magic Eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that it's a schooner, perhaps a sailboat. Uh, so you can pick that up there as well. Uh, I just realized I did not number them this week, so I'm going to wing it, though I know what my number one is. Okay. Let's see, what do we got here, Matt? I got one, two, three, four, five... Oh, all right. I guess for the most part, we're all right. All right, so I'll just figure it out. We'll go this one then, five, I guess. Who knows? Number five. I'm going to enter the video store, Empire of Screams. Arrow, once again, Matt, has their limited little box set. It includes a bunch of classics from the 80s, uh, 84 to 89. The Dungeon Master, Dolls. Dolls, which has previously been out of print for quite a while. Cellar Dweller, Arena, and Robot Jacks. Mm. So I actually think a lot of those are their Blu-ray premieres. Uh, are getting released as part of this set. It's a limited edition. You can pre-order it right now. I think it's going to run you about 80 bucks or so. But if you love just some great genre stuff from the 80s, B-movies, then this is a good, pretty good set to have. I've always loved dolls. So if you like creepy dolls, you will uh, enjoy that film. I have the Scream Factory uh, release, though, I think, which, as I said, has been out of print for quite a while now. What else, Matt? I don't know if my numbering is right. So we'll try. Let's go with this one. Four. There is a 30th anniversary release of Jurassic Park in 4K. I just picked this up in 4K about three months ago. It was like eight bucks, so mm-hmm. I grabbed it. I haven't owned Jurassic Park on anything since VHS. Mm, wow. So, uh, but this Universal Essentials collection, it's their new premiere thing. It comes with uh, an illustrated Blu-ray. I don't know. I guess maybe the cover, the disc itself has an illustration on it. There's a steel book with spot glass, detail, ridged outer slip case. There's new front and back artwork, a 44-page collectible booklet, a film cell, replica art cards, and a certificate of authenticity. So if anybody ever tests you and pushes you, said, hey, is that an authentic Jurassic Park 30th anniversary? <laughs> You'll be able to show them the certificate and say, kiss my grits. This is legit. Do you have Jurassic Park in uh, the 4Ks? Nope. I only have it on DVD. So I almost got the, I think I even told you this, the set of all the Jurassic films. Yeah, it was like at one point in 4k for like 60 bucks i'm like mm-hmm. that's a pretty good deal mm-hmm. and i'm like i am never gonna watch those other films no. ever Mm-mm. i may just watch jurassic park right so that's what i did eight dollars 4k i'm it's it's called growth man it is that's that's uh, i'm glad I'm, I'm happy for your fiscal responsibility shining through well let's let's wait we're yeah get three coffins ready uh-huh. huh Criterion is releasing Pasolini 101. Matt, they're putting out Ecotone. I'm a whole home. Let me get this right. Ecotone. Mama Roma. Love meetings. Oh, wait, that's English. The Gospel according to Matthew. The Hawks and the Sparrows. Oedipus Rex. Teroma. Porcil. And the Medea. 
So putting all of those films in a box set. So if you're a fan of Pasolini, Matt, oh, baby, you can pick this up. It's uh, all Blu-rays, 4K restorations of seven films, 2K digital restorations of Taroma and Medea, two short films by Pasolini for anthology films, a lot of ricotta. Oh, I like ricotta. And that's how I found that I was uh, lactose intolerant. Mm. Really upsetting. But I make a mean <laughs> cashew ricotta. So... Then the sequence of the paper flower, two documentaries about him and his travels, audio commentaries, documentaries, interviews, and more. So if you're a Pasolini freak, this is the box set for you. Though I don't see Sallow, which is one of Matt's favorite films oh, included yeah. in this set. So that's his Thanksgiving tradition with his daughter. <laughs> <laughs> Where are we? Is that three? Yes. All right, we'll say this is two. Looks like we're shy of one horse. <laughs> You brought too, too many. Scream Factory is putting out Creepshow in 4K, Matt. Includes an exclusive slipcover, posters, pins, prism, sticker, and lobby cards. You can also just buy a limited, a smaller limited edition set and just the movie itself. I have not owned Creepshow on anything since VHS. Mm. So if I can get this for a good price, I will be picking up Creepshow in 4K. And also, to coincide with this, they're putting out Creepshow 3 on Blu-ray as well. So uh, where do you come down in the creep show camp? I liked uh, I liked the first one. I liked the second one too. I don't really remember anything about the third one. I even struggle to say if I've even seen it. Yeah, I think it may even been like a sci-fi thing, okay. uh, sci-fi channel type release. I don't think I don't know if it was a big thing at all. I think it was directly straight to DVD. Was that three or two? That was two, right? That was two. That was two. Oh crap! All right then, let's go with uh, here's number one. There can be only one. Evil Dead Rise, Matt, is getting its release in 4K. Includes an HDR presentation of the film, a Dolby Atmos audio track, and that is it. No special features on the Evil Dead Rise 4K hmm. set. So do you know what your favorite, well, let's be honest, your second favorite first run co-host is going to be doing? What's that? He's going to be importing the UK, I believe Studio Canal, Evil Dead Rise, because it includes an audio commentary by Lee Cronin director, as well as a short film that he did. Interesting. I wonder why they would release it uh, overseas with special features but not here they're they gonna release another like super special edition as we get closer to the holidays or something maybe i yeah that's all i can think of mm. the a special edition later on down the road i don't know but it's really disappointing yeah but since it's a 4k disc i usually say all 4k discs are region free that is not true mm. there have been reports of a couple out there that are not region free but this one is okay so i'll be buying that uh from uh diabolic dvd will carry it or uh, grindhousevideo.com. They will likely be carrying it as well. I know, I've confirmed with Diabolic that they are. All right, Matt. Also coming up in 4K, Motel Hell. Great little B-movie from the 80s. If you haven't seen Motel Hell, I highly recommend it. Uh, Waterworld being released in 4K. Includes three cuts for the film. A theatrical, a TV cut, and the Ulysses cut. Fancy. And then your straight-to-DVD pick of the week. Oh, this is some classic stuff right here, Matt. Zombie-ass Toilet of the Dead. A group of teenagers go camping in the woods where they find themselves in deep trouble when poop-covered zombies that are controlled by parasites come out to attack them. Mm. I know we don't do straight-to-DVD picks anymore, and we've taken at least a summer off for two movies, but zombie-ass <laughs> of the dead. <laughs> Sounds a little interesting to me. What should we be streaming this week? Uh, what should we be streaming this week? You know what? As we were sitting here talking, I had one in my head and I completely forgot it and I just had to look it up again. Um, so in, in anticipation of, uh, Asteroid City coming out, um, 
Why don't you watch another Wes Anderson film? Um, Moonrise Kingdom is available on oh, Amazon Prime. It's a uh, story about a boy, a boy scout-ish type person uh, who goes on an adventure with his uh, friend slash uh, hopeful lady love and drives everybody into a furor because nobody knows where they are. That's a great little film. I think my favorite mates, man, it's either Tannenbaums or Grand Budapest. Mm, yeah, those are playing top two for me as well. It goes back and forth depending on the day you ask me. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's try and let's see if we can wrap our heads around this, Matt, and try and do a definitive ranking of the uh, Zack Snyder verse there for the DCU films. Why didn't you come with me? We couldn't tell. No matter how much we wanted to, no matter how much we loved you, your mother, Lara, and I were a product of the failures of our world as much as Zod was, tied to its fate. Zod alone? No. You're as much a child of Earth now as you are of Krypton. You can embody the best of both worlds, the dream your mother and I dedicated our lives to preserve. People of Earth are different from us, it's true. But ultimately, I believe that's a good thing. They won't necessarily make the same mistakes we did. Not if you guide them, Carl. Not if you give them hope. That's what this symbol means. The symbol of the House of El means hope. Embodied within that hope is the fundamental belief in the potential of every person to be a force for good. That's what you can bring them. That's what he can bring him, man. All right, that, of course, is from Zack Snyder's Man of Steel. The kickoff to the uh, Snyderverse there. You heard Henry Cable and Russell Crowe. Matt, I have our letterbox open right now. I should say ours, mine. You can mm-hmm. look for Chris Scalzo. Uh, I guess that's where we're going to house all of these uh, TFR master lists. Matt, you're welcome to copy them or replicate them on your own site as well, on your own page as well. What is your letterbox, if you don't mind? If you don't want to share, if you don't want to share it, that's fine too. Mm, that's if you a good even remember question. what it is, I don't. Let me look. <laughs> let me look it up. I think. I think it's probably. What kind of tag should we do here? DCEU, would that be a good one? Yeah, I guess DCEU, because that would be more appropriate, you know? Yeah, because DCU is what Snyder's version, I mean, what Gunn's version is. Yeah. And then we'll do Superman, and we'll do Batman. Yeah. Uh, so my my uh, handle on the letterbox is Thurston. There you go. Yeah. I threw in a DC Comics there, just for good measure. All right, Matt, I have them all right now listed uh, by timeline. Okay. So when they came out. Sure. Starting off with Man of Steel, then Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice. Next, you have Suicide Squad, followed by Wonder Woman. Then you have Justice League. Then, um, well, I have, I guess I don't have them by, when they came out, I have them by timeline. Because mm, okay. I have Justice, Zack Snyder's Justice League right after that. Okay. Then uh, Aquaman, Shazam! Birds of Prey. <laughs> Wonder Woman 84, Suicide Squad, Black Adam, Shazam 2, Fury of the Gods, and then uh, The Flash. The Flash. I'm not missing any, right? That's everything. Nope. And we'll have to do this again when Blue Beetle and uh, Aquaman 2 come out. All right. So I think, honestly, when I'm looking at this list, for me, I think Man of Steel is number one still. You think so? Out of all of them, that's my favorite. That's the one I would rewatch the most for sure. Okay. What do you think? Is it Shazam? Uh, yeah, Shazam is by is my far and away number one favorite. Um, 
I was not particularly hard on Man of Steel. I think it's a little unfairly maligned. Um, I do enjoy it. I would not put it in even my top three, probably, but... Um, Oof. I think yeah. it's got the best score out of all of them. I well, think the music in that one too is great. Okay. I love that re- redone Superman thing. Or maybe, should we start at the bottom? Would that be easier? Yeah, let's start at the bottom. I think that's easier. So I feel pretty strongly that Suicide Squad, the David Ayers one, is, is just hot garbage. All right. I, I, can, I think I can be on board with that. I think I'm on board with that. So we'll put Suicide Squad 2016 at the bottom. Yep. And then where do you go from there? Wonder Woman 84? Uh, so I just saw no 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 I, I'm I'm pumping the brakes. Okay, Justice League. Where do we put uh, your buddy's Justice League? There, what's his name? The guy we don't like anymore. Uh, Zack Snyder's. Uh, oh, no, oh, no, you no, mean no, no, uh, no. Joss Joss Whedon? Joss Whedon's. Um, I put Justice League in the bottom half towards the bottom, but I had a couple other films lower than Justice League. All right, what'd you have lower than Justice League? Uh, Black Adam, I thought was pretty bad, <laughs> and uh, yeah. uh. And this, I know you're going to fight me on this. Uh, I had BBS pretty low as well. Ooh. <laughs> All right. Now, I would say theatrical BBS would be lower. Yes. Mm-hmm. Director's cut, no. Okay. So, I, well, how about this? I think we can also say we're jumping around here. Actually, if you, I'm going to do my best to post this on YouTube. You'll be able to see this there and actually watch along as I move this around. I, can we say Wonder Woman and Shazam are in the top? Three, maybe. Yes, yes. All right, so we're going to argue about that with Man of Steel. Zack Snyder's Justice League, where would you put that? Um, I would put Jack, Zack Snyder's Justice League, the Snyder Cut, around five or six. Okay. All right. So, hmm. Shazam Fury. The, all right, what about The Suicide Squad? Guns version. The Suicide Squad... Like four or five? No, I think the Snyder Cut is better than The Suicide Squad. All right, I can live with that. Um, the problem is I don't really love many of these, you know? Yeah. I would go Wonder Woman 84 over Black Adam. Would you do that? Yeah, I think so. I'd do that. Would, would you do it over Joss Whedon's Justice League? Or is, is Whedon's Justice League better than Wonder Woman 84? Uh, there are parts of, of Whedon's Justice League that I like. I mean, I think the problem with Wonder Woman 84 is I was really excited for it and I was sorely yep. disappointed. And yep. I, that leaves a bad taste in my mouth for me. Um, yeah. But uh, then, but then do you think, I mean, Shazam 2 is pretty bad too. So like, do you think that's lower than Wonder Woman 84 Justice League? I would probably watch Shazam 2 before... 84 but maybe not listen i here's the thing i don't think i'm ever gonna watch whedon's justice league ever again me neither if i'm gonna watch it it's gonna be the snyder bro cut yeah the snyder bro cut. so i don't so maybe that have to put that lower then yeah yeah Whoop, not higher lower like would i watch i'd probably watch wonder woman 84 over that okay would I watch Black Adam again? I man, I like Doctor Fate so much, but that's know. true. Doctor Fate is pretty good. All right, you can move that up over Justice League, I guess. All right. So while Air is really getting the, the yeah, but here, Suicide yeah. Squad is still worse than Justice League. I don't care. There's no way. 
Um, all right, so where uh, are we? We right, have so, um, we haven't touched the Flash, Birds of Prey, or Aquaman yet. All right, so Birds of Prey, I would move pretty low. I didn't like Birds of Prey that much. I thought it was just okay. I would mm-hmm. put it in front of Shazam: Fury of the Gods. Um, I think I like Flash a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm on record as saying, regardless of how stupid it is, I had a lot of fun watching Aquaman, so I would move it up relatively high. All right, I'm going to make a statement right now. Okay. I think I actually like the list the way it is right now. Where it is. So here's what I here's what I have. Okay. Man of Steel one, mm-hmm. Shazam two, Wonder Woman three, Zack Snyder's Justice League, uh, the Bro Cut at uh, four. Then we have The Suicide Squad, Batman: Dawn of Justice, director's cut only. Mm-hmm. Okay. Aquaman, The Flash, Birds of Prey, Shazam for the Gods, Wonder Woman eighty four, Black Adam, Justice League, Suicide Squad. I'm good with that. Yeah, yeah. I think that's. I mean, yeah. I guess that I can live with that as well. Um, yeah, I guess we can live with that. So, okay. Well, that was easy. I mean, the only thing I would argue about and probably argue about with you is maybe BVS, but I mean, I don't remember, I don't remember the director's cut enough to think if it was any, if it was substantially better. So maybe I'll have to watch it again. I'll take your word for it. I think it is substantially better. Okay. Uh, yeah. Very much so. It's, yeah. I don't mean to kind of rewatch it myself. I was um, attempting to, I can do this. This is legal, right? Yeah. Burn the uh, Blu-ray of the Snyder Cut Mm -hmm. and then digitally combine the two. So I have one digital file of both of them. Gotcha. Uh, But what I don't have is Justice is Gray and I have not watched that yet, which is his black and white version. Okay. Which I... Is it really going to be that different? Is it really worth? I no, don't it's not. think so. No. All right. So, all right, let's run it through. Bottom of the top. Make sure we're good. We're the, our, let's be polite. Our least favorite <laughs> is David Hare's Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. Then we do have. A, do a no small, small part to Jared Leto, but continue. Then you have Justice League, mm-hmm. Black Adam, Wonder Woman 1984, Shazam of the Gods, Birds of Prey, the Flash, Aquaman, Batman vs Superman: Dawn of Justice, the director's cut, mm-hmm. the Suicide Squad. You should add a note that says the director's cut underneath it, where it says add note. Uh, that's a good point. <laughs> that is a good point. The director's cut or Kurt? Director's like Kurt. Yeah. All right, right. then Suicide Squad. Then we have Zack Snyder's Justice League, the bro cut. We have Wonder Woman, Shazam, and then Man of Steel. I, yeah, yeah. I could, I feel like I could flip flop Shazam and Wonder Woman. Mm -hmm. I know you can, but I feel very strongly about Shazam. Like Wonder Woman's good, but it's not as great as everybody makes it out to be. Yeah. And you're, you're, you're giving me man of steel is one which i appreciate mm-hmm. so that's fine then i think we're good i think we're good. wow that worked out much better than the last one we did yeah so, it uh, did it did but there's a lot less films and a lot of them are mid so yeah fair enough so uh, all right here we go the first run's officially official snyderverse ranking not tbd but now done official officially official so you, you can check that out again that's going to be on my letterbox page which is uh chris scalzo can check it out there. I really got to start using this thing more often. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very useful. Uh, I put in every movie that I I can when I watch a movie. I put it in there. Fantastic. 
Look at you. Mm-hmm. All right. I guess that's it. That's it. All Matt, right. what's, uh, what are your favorites? Why would you rank the uh, Snyderverse films? Shoot us an email at feedback at thefirstrun.com. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Matt, what is up on the big show next week? I believe it is uh, Asteroid City. I believe you're correct. <laughs> so that is good. And then it's, oh, finally. We're doing a non-top five-ish segment. We'll be doing uh, What Are the Odds? I haven't done that one in quite a while, so that'll be fun. Good times. All right, then, folks. You can check us out on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Go on, do a search for The First Run. Scroll, scroll, scroll. Eventually, you'll find us. Head over to Apple Podcasts and give the show a rating and help other people find the show. We'd really, really appreciate it. In the meantime, we want you all to take care of yourselves very much. Or we love you very much. Take care of yourselves to the degree you feel appropriate. Maybe a little bit more so. And then uh, we'll see you all soon. Take care. Wow, it's a scooter. <laughs> you dumb bastard. It's not a schooner. It's a sailboat. A scooter is a sailboat, stupid head.